Hey, welcome to our class called Hearing God's Voice Through Immersion Discipleship School. This is session six called Hindrances to Hearing God. And you'll remember over the last several weeks, we've talked about many things in our lessons from cultivating a close relationship with God to the nine different ways that God communicates. And we've been going through my book called Hearing God as sort of a, the guide for our lessons. So lesson one or session one corresponds with chapter one. Today's session six, and it's gonna correspond with chapter six. And so if you don't have a copy of my book, you can go to our website, bendixon.org. You can purchase a copy there, or you can go to amazon.com, type in Hearing God in my name, and you'll be able to get a copy through that as well. If you, if you want a free copy of our ebook, you can email our offices, and we'd be glad to send you a copy so you can read along and follow along, learn with us together. I'd be glad to do that. Today we're looking at hindrances to hearing God's voice and something we've got to know right up front, and that is this, that hindrances that we have in hearing God's voice are not, they don't have anything to do with God trying to hinder us. In fact, God created us in, him, in His image according to His likeness for relationship with us. We walked away from God and God sent His Son Jesus, gave everything, bankrupted heaven, in order for us to have right relationship with Him. When Jesus came and He died on the cross, He forgave us of all of our sins. So those that believe upon Him are forgiven, they're cleansed by His blood, they're made right with the Father, they're now in relationship with Him. And as Ephesians chapter 2 says that according to His blood or by His blood, we're, we're drawn near, near enough to hear Him again, which means that God has removed all of the stumbling blocks that would, on His end at least, that would cause us to be hindered in any way. So all of the hindrances that we might have in hearing the voice of God, those hindrances are either things that we've put in the way or things that have been put in the way by others, but they're not from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit wants to highlight things that might be true about us or the way that we live life that are stopping us or hindering us from hearing the beautiful voice of God that we truly desire to hear in our life. And so as we go through this lesson, it's so vital that we look at this critically and we, we self-examine ourselves, our walk with the Lord, to ensure that we're not putting up any barrier between us and what God is saying to us. So that's why I find this lesson to be so vital. In fact, Jesus said something very, very interesting about a half a dozen times. In Mark chapter 7, verse 16, this is just one example of him saying this. He said, to all that were listening, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. The crowds were listening, they had physical ears, but the question Jesus was asking, do you have spiritual ears? I'm asking you that question. I'm asking me that question today. Do you have ears to hear Jesus? You can, you can be trying to listen, but are you able to hear him and what he is trying to say to you? A hindrance is something that would obstruct or stop or prevent us from hearing from God. What is preventing you in your life? You maybe so desperately want to hear Him. You maybe desire, you don't lack desire. But is there anything, the question to you is, is there anything hindering you from hearing the voice of God in your life that you're aware of? We want to do some self-examination to see if there is anything in the way. And I have found that there are actually many things that can hinder us in our relationship with God from hearing from God. And the first and really the most important reason that we might not be hearing from God. Hindrance number one is we don't know God. In fact, if you do not know Jesus Christ, if you do not have a personal relationship with Him, you will not be hearing His voice consistently, continually. You will not be able to recognize His voice. And it is vital that at right, right here and right now that you set that right, 
that you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior for the forgiveness of your sins, and that the Holy Spirit would come to live inside of you, and that God would now begin to guide you, cleanse you from your sin, restore you to right relationship with the Father. You'll begin to hear His voice, the Word of God, the Bible will begin to make sense to you all of a sudden, whereas before it's a book of words that just seems kind of like, you know, doesn't make a lot of sense, seems like a really old way of saying things. God wants to be personal to you. God wants to build relationship with you. And that's going to happen through personal relationship through Jesus Christ. So the first reason that we don't, that we're hindered from hearing from God is we don't know God. Jesus, in a heated conversation with the religious leaders of the Pharisees, he said this in John chapter 8, verse 47. He said, he who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because you are not of God. I mean, he tells the Pharisees who memorized the first five books at minimum of the Torah. You know, we're talking about Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. They memorized that. These are scholars of their day. And Jesus looks at them and says, those that are of God, hear the words of God. But the reason that you don't hear the words of God that he was saying, is because you're not of God. Like you're, you, you don't have relationship with God. You're not from God. You think you are, but you're not. What a scary place to be in, to think that you're doing the right thing or you're thinking the right thing or you somehow are religiously right with God, but you're not. And that's the reason why you're not personal with him and can't hear from him. Obviously, this is so important. We ask the question, is Jesus your savior? Is Jesus your shepherd? Is Jesus your Lord? If he's not, he can be and you'll begin to hear him. I remember as I was on a, you know, I started on prayer teams many, many years ago when I first became a Christian. And I was always drawn to prayer. And so even in the first couple years of being a Christian, I would get on prayer teams and I would love praying for people. In fact, I'd be 21 years old and I wouldn't know anything about marriage. I was a single guy at the time and I'd have a married couple that had been married for 20 years come up and say, will you pray for our marriage? Certainly I would do that, but it it just was something I was drawn to. It didn't have anything to do with being able to counsel people. It was just, I was always drawn and always have been drawn to prayer and praying and hearing and listening to God and wanting to say what he's saying. And I can remember one time I was in the church that I'm in now and I was on the prayer teams. I was leading the prayer teams at the time, but there was a man that came up to me after one of the services and he was basically talking to me in reflection on the sermon and wanted to hear the voice of God and was very interested in what God would say to him and this kind of a thing. And we're chatting and talking about that. And I said, well, hey, can I just pray for you? Because I don't know what to say. I didn't have any advice for him. He said, sure, go ahead. So I prayed for him. Lord, would you speak to him? Would you help him to hear your voice? Walk with him closely, personally. After I was done, him and I were talking a little bit more. And I finally just asked him the question, just out of the blue. I said, well, how long have you been walking with the Lord? I was just sort of interested to know how long he'd known Jesus. And he goes, well, I, I don't know. I said, what do you mean? You don't, you don't know. You, you don't remember or you don't know if, if you do know the Lord? He said, well, I don't, I don't really know if I, I don't really think I have a relationship with Jesus. And I remember just thinking in my mind, like, Ben Dixon, why in the world could you bypass the fact that this guy just doesn't know God? The reason that he can't hear from God and desires to, he wants to, is because he just doesn't know Jesus. And so obviously at that point, I tried to lead him to Christ and on goes the story. But I've learned in my prayer times for sure to always ask people if they know Jesus because they're not going to hear him. We're not going to hear him if we, don't, if we don't know him. And so that's obvious. Second hindrance that we might have is we neglect time 
with God. As a Christian, one of the greatest hindrances is that we don't spend any quality time with God. If you don't spend quality time with God, well, you're not going to hear someone you don't spend time with. That's pretty obvious. Average Americans, this is sort of the recent studies, spend one to two hours watching television a day. And I believe the, the latest statistics from Barna Research Group were that most Christians that confess or profess to be born-again Christians read the Bible once a week and usually for less than 15 minutes at a sitting. And so here you have people that are Christians that don't really read the Bible, and you have the majority of people, including Christians, that watch television for an hour or two a day. It really isn't about, like, maybe you desire to hear from God, maybe you desire to spend time with God, but you put your priorities into things that are not God. And so watching television isn't wrong, but if you're watching a lot of television or doing a lot of other things, but you're not spending quality time with God, it's not rocket science. There's no wonder you're not going to hear his voice. And the Lord would call you to spend quality time with him. He would call you to press in to your relationship with him. And the more you spend time with him, the more you're going to hear from him, the more you're going to recognize and discern his voice. And there really is no easy way to get into this. You have to actually spend quality time with God. And I think every relationship is the same. The relationship that I have with my wife, with my children, the more I spend time with them, the more I ask them questions, the more quality time I am with them, the more I know their heart, I know what they would say, even in the questions that I'm asking them, I know who they are, I know what they like, I know the nuances of their life. But if I don't spend quality time with them, you know, we go on and on and on, and you basically just get to a point where you don't even know the people that you're most familiar with. And familiarity is not necessarily closeness and personal as it relates to relationship. And there's a passage of scripture that speaks to this, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. It says this, Now as they were traveling along, he, Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all of her preparations and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Jesus said, Mary is listening to my word. Martha was busy with all the other things. And that Jesus wasn't saying that preparations and administration and serving is bad or wrong. He was saying at that moment, what was most important was to listen and to learn from Jesus. To listen, to sit at his feet and to absorb the words that he was sharing. That Mary was doing that very thing and Martha was more concerned about other things. And it is an issue always of priority. What we find to be most important is what we fix ourselves and focus ourselves on. But really what Jesus is teaching is that those things might be important, but they're not as important. And so this lesson that he gives in Luke chapter 10 is so important for us. It's so vital for us as well, because if we neglect time with God, we're not going to hear from him. Our schedules are not going to lighten up anytime soon. We actually need to prioritize who is and what is most important to us. And that is obviously Jesus and what he is saying. Hindrance number three is this, is that we can have a hard heart. The writer of Hebrews really helps us to understand this 
where he talks about the seriousness of the hardened heart in Hebrews 3, chapter 3, verse 12. He says this, Take care, brethren, that there not be in any one of you an evil and unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. While it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. Listen, sin is deceitful. That's what this passage says, is that you start out with faith, you start out with desire, you start out with hunger, but as we continue to sin and practice sin and we live in secrets and it's willful, unrepentant sin, I I mean, friend, listen to me. When you do that, your heart starts to get hard. And when your heart starts to get hard, you can't hear the voice of God. It's like putting earmuffs over your ears and you're just walking around with earphones in or earmuffs on. And you can say you want to hear the voice of God, but your heart has become hard. And I would honestly tell you this, and I mean this with all sincerity, that if you are living in secret sin, that you need to repent from that sin. You need to get right in your relationship with God. He paid a price to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But you're not going to hear his voice if you're not listening to the conviction of his word. If the conviction of his word that speaks to our sin, that obviously offers us freedom and forgiveness, if we're not listening to that for whatever reason, whether it's pride or fear, whatever it is, if we're living in secrets, I'm telling you, you're not, going to have, you're not going to have an easy time hearing from him about anything else because right there is where God wants you to start by taking the earphones out and saying, Lord, whatever you're saying, convict me. I repent. And then bring that before faithful friends that will pray with you. Because when our heart gets hard, the deceitfulness of sin starts to continue to grow in its deceit over our lives. In fact, I've watched people start to think God is saying things to them that he is not saying because their heart gets so hard. They want God to say things so bad that they actually, in their own mind, make up what they think God is saying to them because really they're just living in a very sinful place. And sin begets sin. Selfishness begets selfishness. And and we get to a delusional state where we want God to say things so badly that we actually that we actually lie and make him out to say these things. I've seen it. You've seen it. Maybe you've participated in it, but we just thank God for the gift of repentance that we can turn away from all sin and receive the forgiveness that comes only by the blood of Jesus. The hindrance of the hardened heart is something that we can move away from and hear his beautiful voice again. Hindrance number four is we think that only special people hear from God. And some people really think this. They really think that God only speaks to really special people, really spiritual people, you know, and that the rest of us just kind of get the leftovers. And that is just so false. Let's be clear. Everyone, everyone, everyone is flawed. Everyone has brokenness that God is redeeming and restoring. Nobody is a perfect person, which means that God doesn't favor you or me over anyone else. If you want to be close to him, if you want to hear from him, you can. I mean, God sent Jesus to break the sin barrier, to draw us near, and now we are near. And if there's anything in the way, we just move that clutter out of the way. But sometimes it's a mindset that says, you know, only special people or only spiritual people, really, really uh, gifted and anointed people can hear from God. That is absolute lie. 
God wants you to know that it is not the special, it is not the spiritual, it is the sons and the daughters that come to Him. It is those that spend time with Him. It is those that begin to develop their relationship with Him. In fact, I would actually say that that becomes an excuse once we are told that nobody is like the special, more spiritual than, once you're told that truth, we can then at that point start to use, well, that's not who I am as an excuse. And we don't want to be in that place. It's not biblical, but what is biblical is asking of God. Here's what it says in James chapter 1, verse 5. This is sort of a revelation I had about this very thing about hearing from God. James says this, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Now think about that for a second. James says if you lack wisdom, wisdom is the application of knowledge. It's strategy. It's understanding of what to do. If you lack wisdom, ask God and God will give generously. Well, how's God going to give you wisdom? He's going to speak to you. I mean, obviously, He's going to speak to you in His Word. He's going to speak to you by His Spirit. He's going to speak to you through godly counsel, through a friend. But it will be of God. If, if the promise of the Lord is that if you lack wisdom, God will give it if you ask Him, then what we know is that God is saying, I will speak to you and I will speak to you about what you need to know and do if you ask me. We realize right then and right there that it is those who ask are the ones that hear. Here's my question. Are you asking God for the wisdom that you need? Are you just assuming that he's going he's gonna to say it to you? Or just assuming that God, if he wants you to know something, he'll tell you? What about pursuing? What about asking? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. What do you need God to tell you? What do you need wisdom in? What do you need to understand the principles of the Lord in the situation that you're in? Have you been asking the Lord? Start asking God. Those that hear from God are the ones that ask. Maybe a hindrance for us is that we think other people hear, but we don't because we think those people are special. But what if it is really just that those who ask, not those who are special, but those who ask? Hindrance number five, we think that hearing God is a spiritual gift. Hearing God's voice is the privilege of relationship. It is not a spiritual gift. The gift of prophecy, which is to hear God for other people, that's a spiritual gift. But as you take my other class called the prophetic ministry, you'll learn that while not everybody has the prophetic gift, everybody can prophesy. But hearing God in his voice for our life and the things in our life or the people in our life is really a privilege of relationship. And how close is that relationship? John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. He didn't say prophetically gifted people, prophets. He said, my sheep, which are my people, the people that follow me, they hear, they know me and they follow. So this, again, is something that is so vital. The reason that I wrote my book, Hearing God, was to help everybody understand that anybody can hear God personally. The next book that I'm writing right now and should be out this year called Prophesy, that's about all about hearing God prophetically and speaking what He is saying. I want to make this available, accessible to everybody because I believe that the time of I'm not special enough, spiritual enough, gifted enough, that's over. The man or woman of God... You know, that stuff is over. God looks at us as sons and daughters, and we just cultivate our relationship with Him in order to hear Him. So that does not have to be our hindrance. 
The sixth hindrance that I think is, is very, very true is that we have been deceived by the enemy. Now, nobody obviously wants to be deceived. Nobody woke up this morning and thought, hey, I'm going to go to the first church of the deceived. The thing about deception is that it's really deceptive. You know, obviously nobody wants to be deceived. And so deception can set in, but primarily the scriptures would teach that deception sets in through false teaching or prophetic words. Paul warned against false teachers because the deception that comes as a result of their falsehood, it's like a cancer that starts to consume and take over the mindset of God's people. First Timothy chapter four, verse one, he said, but the spirit explicitly says that in latter times, some people, these are followers of Christ, will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. Obviously, what he's saying is there will be people that followed me or that followed Christ that will stop following Christ because they start following the voice of another that is propagating doctrines of demons, the voice of the enemy through false teaching. I've watched people over the years believe things that are not true they're unbiblical, and all of a sudden they close their ears to the voice of the Lord, the voice of truth in Scripture, the voice the, the Holy Spirit is speaking to them, even while they're saying, this is what God is saying, this is what God is doing, and they're wrong. They're not speaking from the Lord because deception has set in. And the way that you, the way that you move away from deception as a hindrance is that you make sure that what you're believing is based truly on Scripture, and then it's, it, we're looking at Orthodox Christianity. Whenever we move away from the true doctrines of the faith, I mean, these are things like Jesus' deity, the Trinity, the authority of Scripture. You start moving away from things that are the basis and the foundation of Christianity. You will find yourself opening up to other things that are not true and will lead you away and will close your ears to the voice of God. I've seen it. We've seen it many times. Hindrance number seven is we have religious pride. Religious pride is when you, are think that you're, when you think that you are good with God when you're really not. It's a profound hypocrisy. A prideful person tends to hear the sermon for other people because they lack humility to receive for themselves. A prideful person doesn't grow because they don't live with a sense of need of what they have or, or what they actually need in their life. They don't live with a sense of needing more or desiring more. They've lost their spiritual appetite because they've arrived. Pride is the armor of hell. It keeps in the bad things that need to get out and it protects us from the good things that need to get in. And so we wanna just take off the armor of hell. Pride is not for us, it doesn't help us. And we wanna move away from any kind of pride whatsoever. Religious pride is terrible. And here's what 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 5 says. It says, you younger men, likewise, be subject to your elders and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. For God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God is opposed to the proud. What does that mean? I'm telling you prideful people are not going to hear him. God gives grace to the humble. He gives empowering grace. I would even go as far as saying he speaks to, or he, you're going to hear him. When you're humble, you're able to receive. If you're not able to receive, how are you going to hear? If you're proud, God is opposing you. Definitely not able to hear the voice of God. We're talking about having a hardened heart. The Pharisees in Jesus's day had pride. They thought their knowledge about God caused them to be close to God, and man, they were wrong. And they knew about God, but they didn't know God, which means they weren't going to hear God. And so we don't want to just be scholars where we know everything about God. 
We're not going to arrive in heaven one day and God gather the angels and go, Michael, Gabriel, oh, here's Ben. Ben, would you go ahead and share about me? Because I always loved it. Everything you had to say, it was, it was so profound and it really moved me because you were an expert about me. Would you teach me about me? I mean, God's not going to, nobody's going to arrive in heaven and think those kinds of things. And we're just needing to be humble and we need to receive more and more and more. And the final hindrance that I want to share with you today in our lesson, hindrance number eight, is we fail to obey what God has already said. People sometimes, they ask me to pray for them and they hope that, that God will give them direction or prophetic instruction. This is what they're looking for. This happens to me all the time. And sometimes the Lord will say to me, I want you to tell them to obey what I've already said. I don't want you to give them another word. I don't want you to speak prophetically to them. I, I have the Lord say that to me at times. And what I've realized is that, like many other people, sometimes we want to jump ship on the thing that we know to do, and we want God to give us some other direction, and we fail to complete or to continue to obey the thing that God has already been telling us. Now, there are times where God will give us multiple things, but we sometimes will avoid what he is saying to try to hear him in something else that we want him to say. I mean, could you imagine, for example, like Noah? I mean, it, we think that maybe it took him 70 to 100 years to build an ark. And maybe 30 years in, he gets kind of tired of building the ark. And he goes down to the local prophetic conference and stands in line to get a word. And, and he gets up to the prophetic minister and and he's just waiting there. He wants a, some kind of word. And the guy gives him a word about starting a business or whatever. And he gets distracted and detracted from the thing that he is doing, which is building an ark to save the world in order to get a word for something that isn't really a word at all. I mean, I think we open ourselves up to a false word when we're pursuing something to avoid what God has already said. This is so important. I think that God would say to Noah, finish your boat. And I think we need to hear that. There are times where God isn't trying to give us more prophetic direction. Certainly, God will give us more prophetic encouragement or comfort or strengthening. Prophetic words are for that. Or he'll speak to us about that. But God isn't trying to give us multiple directional words all the time. And we need to be careful that we're not pursuing multiple directional words because God's not trying to give us, you know, schizophrenia in multiple directions all the time. I feel like people are always, there are a lot of people that are always in that place where it's like, you know, God wants me to do this and then he wants me to do this and then he wants me to do that. And in the end, they haven't done anything. And they can't complete anything because they constantly are thinking that God is telling them another thing. When in reality, God just wants us to complete the thing that, or obey the thing that he's already told us. And we want to be careful that we're not opening ourselves up for something deceptive that's not really from God because we're avoiding what he has said in order to hear what we want him to say. Finish your boat. There, these are the hindrances that I think are important for us to be aware of. God is not holding back on us. He's called us. He's speaking to us. He wants to use us for His glory. And if you're hindered in any way, I want to encourage you to repent. I want to encourage you um, to dig deep into the Scriptures. I want to encourage you to become accountable in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to close our session again by asking the questions that are in the end of, of the chapter that I wrote, chapter 6. I want to constantly kind of go over these questions because we want to leave with something that we can meditate on 
or something that we can take with us. And the first question is this, were you able to identify any hindrances from this chapter or from this lesson that have affected your ability to hear from God? And if so, which ones? Is there anything that we went over, the eight different hindrances that spoke to you, that you knew that this was something that was probably hindering you? Maybe it was quality time, or maybe it was that you think other people are special, or it could be a hardened heart. Maybe that's where you are, religious pride. I don't know, but is there a hindrance that we went over that you feel like, man, that's me right there? Well, you can give that over to the Lord right now and take a step. Write it out. Which one was it? And how is it hindering you? And what are you going to do about it? The second question is, have you noticed any other hindrances that are not mentioned in this chapter? And if so, how would you describe them? Maybe none of this was for you, but there are other hindrances as we talked about this lesson that certainly could be true. And you want in this, in this year, at this phase, in this season of your life, you want to move beyond that because God obviously has more for you. He's speaking to you about what he's called you to do and be about. Number three, what encouraged you the most about this chapter and how are you going to apply it to your life? We want to walk away with application as we don't want to be hindered in any way from hearing the voice of God. No matter what he says, whatever God says to us, we want to receive it. It's always good and it's always for our best interest. A good father has good things in store for his sons and daughters. So we open our ears, we open our eyes to hear whatever it is that God is trying to communicate to us about. And we say, yes, Lord, more in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you guys. Father, I just thank you again that your word is truth. It's a lamp into our feet. It's a light into our path. You're speaking to us about who you are, about what you've called us to do. And I pray, God, that there would be no hindrances in our way whatsoever. I pray that you would convict us you would communicate to us, our ears would be open to you, and that hindrances would be obliterated. Stumbling blocks would be removed. I ask, Lord, even today, even right, this, right in this moment, that you, your conviction would rest on us in such a way where we would do something about it. Give us the next step. I pray that we would know what to do now as a result of this awareness that we have. Fill us with the Holy Spirit and empower us to move beyond where we are so that we could be closer and closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you guys. I look forward to our next lesson together. Yeah, I will